This is Mark Williams of Team Footprints Basketball, and you're listening to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast with Coach TJ. Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ, Season 5, Episode Number 11. Um, I got a solo show for you today, but I think this is something that you're going to really enjoy and find informative. Um, Today, we're talking about workout trainers versus development trainers. What's the difference and who should you hire? We all know that skill development is is a big, big time uh, industry now, not just in basketball, but in multiple sports, whether it's baseball and you got hitting coaches and pitching coaches and or if it's football or if it's soccer or if it's, you know, volleyball. Skill development is a really, really big thing. And something that I've noticed in the basketball arena is you have a lot of workout coaches and then you have your your development uh, trainers. Uh, development culture. So we're going to talk a little bit about the difference between the two because there is a distinct difference. And I'm not saying one is necessarily better than the other. We all have our preference. We all have our, you know, the 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 type of coach that we prefer. But uh, we're going to talk about the difference between the two and, and who you should hire. You know, if you're looking to hire somebody, do you want to hire the the skill development you know, workout guru guy or do you want to go for the development guru guy? Um, so that's what we're going to talk about. But before we get into that, um, I just want everybody to know, hey, you know, I've I've interviewed some really, really great individuals, coaches and trainers. And I think y'all need to go back and listen to some of those episodes if you haven't listened to any of them. Um, I interviewed Mike Dunn, who gave some great information on shooting. Gannon Baker talking about, you know, skill development, skill development and, and as a whole and training a holistic way and gave some great motivational uh, sound bites. Uh, Jefferson Mason with Dr. Dish. I interviewed Joey Burton, who is uh, in Indianapolis, and he's worked with a number of different NBA guys. Matt Pugh, who is in um, is in the uh, he's he and, and myself are kind of in the in the same arena, same area. We work with a lot of youth players, middle school, junior high, high school players. Um, so then we, I interviewed Sam Allen out of Atlanta. He grades some great information with Blue Collar Basketball, and also he's with Point Guard College, and also David Mason from last week. So if you've missed any of those episodes, I'm encouraging you to go back, listen to those. Finish this episode first. I'm not going to keep you real long in this episode, but go back and listen to some of those episodes that give you some great information on skill development, their philosophies and their thoughts on things that's going on, trends and stuff like that. And also, um, a couple of weeks back, I did 10 reasons why your skill development is lacking and how to fix it. So 10, 10 reasons why your skill development is lacking and how, and how to fix it. And that kind of spawned today's episode when I'm going to talk about workout trainers versus development trainers. Because I mentioned something very similar to this topic in that previous episode. That was season five, episode number nine. So if you're going through and you can find, of course, you can find these. If you're listening to this, you found it on one of your favorite podcast platforms. Um, but go back and listen to any of those episodes of great information. 
for you. Very informative. So let's get into this thing. Um, but one more thing real quick before we get into that. Y'all make sure to stay on. I have some information for you on how you can get in contact with me. Um, I'm having some more people, more and more people are starting to reach out, ask questions about skill development and, you know, advice on different things. And I love it. Be sure to uh, to continue to reach out, uh, whether it's through email or social media. I, I, I keep my direct messages open, so feel free to send me a direct message if that's what you want to do, whether it's through Twitter, Instagram, or any other uh, of your social media platforms. So... Today's episode, workout trainers versus development trainers. What's the difference and who should you hire? Now, I I added the part of who should you hire because there are a lot of skill development coaches, trainers, development gurus, workout guys, workout gurus that's out there. Um, I have a saying that a, a skill development coach is like a light pole. They're on every corner. doesn't matter what city you live in. Um, I'm sure you can find a skill development coach that's within about 15 to 20 minutes of where you live. Um, the, you know, the, the skill development area has become saturated with coaches. And it's just like any other business. Some are really good. Some are not so good. Some are willing to learn. Some don't want to learn. Um, some just want to do what they've always done because that was what helped them be successful and then you have some that wasn't very successful as a basketball player. And, and that's what I'm talking about. Some that was successful as a basketball player. And they're going to do the same things they've always done. They feel like that's what they need to do to help other players become great. And then you have some that wasn't great or really good at basketball. And they want to learn as much as they can to help others. So it's a number of different ways you can look at it, but there are a number of different trainers that's out there. But two of the type of trainers that I see mostly are the guys that do workouts and the guys that really do the development, the teaching. And there are some that can mix the two and do a really good job. That's not me. I'm not that guy. I'm not I'm not mixing workouts and I'm not going to be the guy that can you know, do the, the strength and conditioning. And, and we'll talk about how that how some of that takes place on the court, the strength and conditioning on the court, and then do the skills. I, I'm just, I'm not that guy. Um, I think if I learned it uh, and studied it, of course, yes, I could do it. But I'm just more comfortable in my lane. My lane, I prefer more of the development side. Now, when we get into this, I'm not trying to convince you that one is better than the other. I'm not trying to convince you since I prefer the development side that the workout guys are not as good or as skilled or as qualified as a coach that that prefers to to do more development. That's not my whole point of this. My whole point of this is if you're a parent, if you're a player, or even if you're a coach and you're listening to this, I think it's important for you to know the difference between the two. Okay, and this is one of the best analogies I can give. And this just popped in my head. So forgive me if it's if it's horrible. Um, It's like in the fitness area. So you have those trainers that do personal training. Right. 
personal training or small group. They have one person that they work with in a one-on-one setting. They know what their goals are. They help them achieve or reach their goals, right? Then you have the people that are doing like the fitness classes. They have 10, 12, 14, 15 people in a class and they may come to like a boot camp class that lasts 45 minutes to an hour. And that instructor or that trainer or that coach or whatever it is that you want to call an individual that's over that class, they're telling everybody what they need to do. All right, get this equipment. Do this. Lift this. Okay, 10 more. And they count them down. All right, put that down. Let's go to this. Let's do this. This is going to help your core. This is going to help your shoulders. This is going to help your legs. This is going to help your upper body. This is, you know, and they do all these different things and you feel good, right? You feel good when you leave. You got a sweat. You got a good workout. Um, You did a really good job. You're like, man, so-and-so worked the dog out of me today. And, And then you leave and then you come back two, three days later, or you come three days a week or four days a week or whatever it is that you're going to do. But the person that's doing the personal training, their their outlook or their, their objective is to meet the individual's goal or an objective. And it's specific to that person. So that person may say, I need to lose five inches. I want to lose 10 pounds. I want to tone up my core. I want to define my shoulders and my upper body, whatever it is, okay, whatever it may be. And then they're going to put together a plan to help them reach that. They might even point them in the direction of nutrition. They might even point them in the direction of, you know what, you need to improve your flexibility. These are some other areas you need to, you need to concentrate on if you're wanting this particular to meet this particular goal okay so that's about the best analogy i can come up with okay so you have your boot camp fitness trainer and then you have your personal trainer that is trying to reach the goal of one or maybe a small number of individuals okay so that's kind of where to put your mindset when i'm talking about this all right So let's start with the workout coach. We're going to start with the workout coach. Now, um, everything is subjective. And everything is kind of based on what I'm about to say is subjective. These are just my thoughts. Um, And it's relevant to the particular situation. So when I say workout coaches, this is what they typically do. This is not putting everybody in that box. It's not putting everybody all in the same bucket. Okay. This is just generalized statements of what I believe. Okay. All right. So workout coaches, um, a lot of times they like to look at giving you more of a workout in a sense of, I got to make you sweat. Okay. I know an individual, oh, I know an individual, um, his son is no longer playing basketball, but he used to brag about his son uh, when he would make him throw up. So they would come to the gym, they would work out, and I mean, he would have them doing running, and he had parachutes, and and that's something else we'll talk about too, the different type of equipment a, a workout trainer may have. 
Um, he had him doing parachutes and he had him doing, you know, weighted vest and all these different things. And his son would work and make him, he'd make him go so hard and go so long. I mean, they would go, you know, he would be by himself and they'd go for like two hours. And he'd throw up. Sometimes he'd throw up in the trash can. And and he would brag about, yeah, man, I worked him so hard, made that joke a throw up. And I just kind of looked at him funny. And I'm like, what's the point <laughs> of making your son throw up? I don't, I never got that. I never understood that. Um, I've never been one to believe in in that. And here's a side note. This is just something that popped in my head. Here's something else that doesn't make any sense to me. When uh, a coach would ask a team, like you're doing conditioning, and a coach would say, is anybody, who's tired? If you're tired, y'all sit up, stand up, stand up. Who's tired? And then a couple of players raise their arm and they say, oh, y'all tired? You ain't in shape. Get back on the line. But then we get, but then if you ask them if they're tired and nobody says they're tired, then you say, oh, y'all ain't running hard enough. So if y'all ain't tired, let's run 10 more. It never makes any sense to me. So if somebody can explain that to me, because I don't, I don't coach a lot of teams. I just do strictly skill development. If somebody can explain that to me to make that so that makes sense to me, someone please, please explain that to me. Because that, that's never made any sense to me. And it's never made any sense to me when at the end of practice, this is my pre- my preference. I know I'm kind of getting off the subject here, but at the end of practice, coach lines everybody up on the baseline and tells one player, all right, we're shooting a one-and-one. If you miss the first one, we got a line drill. If you miss the second one, you got a down and back. What's the point? I mean, I don't I don't see I don't see why we're punishing players for missing free throws. And then typically the coach likes to start with the player that that doesn't shoot well from the free throw line. So they're already struggling from the free throw line. They already know they're a bad free throw shooter. And then you're going to put him on the, him or her on the free throw line to make two. But then if they miss them, everybody has to run. So now the team is upset because you picked this person that's not a good free throw. But anyway, I don't get that. So if anybody can explain those two things to me, I know that's off subject. Somebody explain that to me. But anyway, let's get back to what we're talking about. All right, so we're talking about sweating. So a lot of times a skill development, workout, coach, trainer, guru, guy, girl, trainer, whatever you want to call them, they're really focused on sweating. They want you to to go hard. They want you to go 100 miles an hour. They want you to, hey, when you get done, I need to see your whole shirt wet. I need to see you just, as soon as we get done, you fall out on the floor. I see that a lot. Not everybody does that, but I see that a lot. And I'm not saying that it's completely wrong, and I'm saying that's not a place for it, but I'm just saying if you are a parent or a player or even a coach, even if you coach for a team and a, and a parent comes to you and says, hey, I need to get my son some extra training outside of practice, who do you recommend? Um, I think there are some things that you need to consider when you refer somebody. What does this player need? Does this player just need to get in the gym and and work on their game, get a good workout in? Or does he need some attention to detail, some one-on-one time or small group time where he's actually learning the game? And I'm not saying if you have a good workout that you can't learn the game, but there is a difference, okay? All right. So workout coaches, they're all about sweating. Not all of them, 
but it's all about the sweat. How hard is you work? Um, second thing, there's typically a lot of equipment involved. And we're talking about, you may start the training session off with agility ladder. You know, that sometimes there are stations, you have an agility ladder, you have jump ropes, you may have some hurdles. You may be doing some agility stuff at cones. Uh, you may be doing squat jumps. You may be doing wall sits. A lot of athletic and endurance conditioning type training. But what they do, what some of these coaches do sometimes is they'll add a ball to it or you'll do it on the court. Um, you know, you may have a Vertimax tied to you, dribble to the basket, shoot a layup. Um, you may have a Vertimax tied to you, take a couple of dribbles, pull up, shoot a jump shot. So there's there's a little more athletic equipment involved. Okay. Now, there's a guy that I follow on Twitter, and I love everything that he talks about. And he don't hold his tongue for nobody. Uh, he'll call you out. If you think you're a clown, he'll call you a clown. And he does some of that. You know, you know, he talks about how he develops, you know, players um, athletically. You know, so he kind of blends it to And it's, you know, some are better than others, though. So some, um, some are better than others. Some will only do the workout but they're leaving out details and which is something that we'll get into. Okay. So everybody's different. Not everybody's on the same level playing field, but typically um, you will see more athletic type development equipment on the court with, with the coach and the players. Okay. All right. Also uh, number three, coach trainer gives directions. And you've heard me say this before. If you've listened to my podcast, if you've been somewhat following me, then you've got to, you, you, I'm sure you've heard me talk about some of these things before, but workout coaches typically only give directions. They're not, they're not instructing. And a direction is uh, memorizing the drill. And this is what I tell my players all the time. I don't want you to memorize the drill. I don't want you to memorize what to do. I want you to learn the technique or the skill that's within that drill. So direction would be, um, Line on the on the one wing, line on both wings, uh, drive baseline, drift to the corner, pass to the corner, catch and shoot. Okay, that that will be the drill. That's the that's those are the directions that I'm giving you. Um, the instructions on that will be the details that I give them within that drill to help them understand why they're drifting to the corner, and when you drive baseline, what you could be looking for. Okay, and I hope that makes sense. So that's that would be the difference. So if I'm just giving directions, I'm going to tell this line, hey, y'all dribble left or dribble baseline. You're going to make a pass to the other player on the other side of the court that's going to run to the corner. Okay, you guys run to the corner when he drives or she drives. When they throw it to you, you catch and shoot. Get your rebound and switch lines. That's giving directions. Giving instruction would be, okay, I'm on the weak side of the floor. My teammate has the ball. They drive baseline. Anytime I see baseline and a corner is vacant, I want to drift to the corner. Okay? And then I would explain to them that, you know, drifting to the corner, uh, 
doesn't have to be an absolute, but if it's open and it's there, then I want to drift to the corner. Why do I want to drift to the corner? Oh, well, the person that's guarding you, they're supposed to rotate. So when there's penetration baseline, they have to rotate. So when they're rotating, they may lose sight of you. So if they lose sight of you, you want to relocate. You know, whatever details you want to give, that's, that's what we want to give. Okay? So a workout coach typically gives uh, directions. So let me, let me go through these pretty quickly because um, I don't want to keep you all too long. All right. So another thing they have, there's no feedback. Okay? A lot of times if there's a workout, there are a number of players. Sometimes they're small groups. Sometimes they're bigger groups. And it's not just a whole lot of detailed feedback. It's more of short, generic, and this is just what I've seen, short, generic feedback. Um, and sometimes players are not getting the details that, that they need, okay? So when you have a workout, when you're with a workout coach, there's, there's no plan for the individual, okay? So you have to look at it this way. If I have a workout plan and there are 10 players, it's going to be very difficult for me to give each individual player a plan that's going to help their skills individually. Now, I can help them collectively, but it's going to be difficult for me to help them individually. Okay, So I may not necessarily have a specific plan for each individual player. Okay, So every player is different. So that objective and the outcome for each player could be different also. So there may not be a plan, okay? So if there's no plan, that means there's no specific goal, okay? Uh, we're coming in, we're getting better. I may have, you know, eight kids in a, in a session, and um, out of those eight kids, I may have, I've seen where, you know, you may have three or four high school players. I may have two or three elementary players and one or two players is kind of, you know, middle school, junior high. All those players could be learning something totally different. And they're all in a group together. And I'm just, I'm working with them, but not really. You know, I just modified just a little bit, but we're all pretty much doing the, doing the same thing. Okay. Um, another thing you want to consider, maintain versus improvement. I feel if you're a player and you go to the gym and you work on your game, you go to a coach that's giving workouts, you can get better. Okay? At least you're in the gym. You're doing something. You're getting better. Okay? I don't want y'all to think that I'm bashing workout guys or that you're not going to get better. You're going to get better. You're going to get better. Um, but it just may not be specifically to what you need. And again, it depends on the situation. Okay. Now I'm more of a development guy, but I do workouts too. I do. I have a, I have a class with, with players that are third through fifth grade. Okay. So with that class, I know what we need to do collectively because they're all pretty much on the same level. But I can't specifically work with a player on what they need specifically. Okay, so I can't take one player and say, okay, you have to 
even though we're in a group setting, you have to work on this particular skill or these particular skills and abilities. This player got to work on because, you know, I might have one or two that need to do the same thing. But then these three over here may have something totally different. And these three over here. Now, it would be different if I had, you know, a group of coaches with me. If I had three or four coaches and I said, all right, coach, you take these two players and work with them on this. You take these three and work with them on that. I'm going to take these players. They need to work on that. That's different. But if you're in a in a group training session, uh, you may not get that specific individual one-on-one attention. Okay. So when you're, if you're, if, if you're trying to decide to work out between a, a workout trainer, a coach or a development coach, these are some of the things you're going to get with a workout coach. It's going to really be about a lot of sweat, you know, go hard, go quick, go fast. And again, it's nothing wrong with that. Um, they're going to have more equipment involved. Sometimes it's going to be jump ropes and parachutes and hurdles and agility ladders, but it may not be, you know, it could just be a lot of fast paced from one drill to the next. Um, it's going to be a lot of direction, not so much instruction, not a whole lot of teaching. It's going to, and that's going to depend on the number of players that's in on the workout. You're not going to get a whole lot of feedback specifically to what you need. Okay. Um, there's really no plan for the individual player. There's no specific goal for the individual player. And then you got to think about maintaining versus improvement. Are you maintaining your skills or are you really improving your skills? Now, I feel like if you go and you work out with somebody, if they give if they have you doing something, then you should be you should be improving a little bit or at least maintaining. But you should be seeing some type of improvement. OK. All right. So now let's talk about development coaches. Now, this this is what I prefer. I'm more of a development coach guy. Um, this is where I hang my hat. This is where I feel like my area of expertise is, is, is developing players. Now, I've had players I've worked with, and they didn't hardly break a sweat. It all depends on what our objective is for that particular day. But then I have some players that come in, and I say, you know, I'm, we're going we're gonna to get us a good one in the day. And some of the things that we have been working on, they're starting to get, then I, I, I want to see how they respond to quick directions, quick instructions, moving them from one drill to the next. You know, if I wear them down, how's their mechanics, you know, 45 minutes in, into the into the session, do they still have those same do they still have those same mechanics? Do they still have good footwork? Can they still stop on balance? So it just kind of depends on what your goal or objective is. Okay. Um, but I typically give a lot of instruction. Uh, development or trainers that that focus uh, trainers or coaches that focus on development and training, they really give a lot of instruction. Like I was saying earlier, instead of just telling the two lines what to do, I'm giving them details about what they're doing. You know when to look for this, how to look for this, why you're doing this, how you're doing it, when to do it. So I'm giving them those intricate details that helps them understand what to do because. There are times when I have that same drill and I tell them how, when, and why we're going to drift baseline. When there's, when there's penetration baseline, why we want to drift baseline. But then I might tell them, okay, if there's penetration middle, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to lift. We might lift from the wing or we may stand still, whatever it is. And then what I may end up doing is I may have the wing player that has the ball. They decide which way they want to go. 
Do you want to drive middle or do you want to drive baseline? But I want you to mix it up. And now the player on the opposite side of the floor has to decide what they're going to do. Okay? And now I'm taking out, I'm allowing them to make the read and, and make the right decision versus me just telling them where to go when the player penetrates. So it's important for them to not to just know what to do, is understand why they're doing it. So I like to give that type of instruction. All right, feedback. Second thing development coaches will give you a lot of feedback. You know, so if you're working on shooting, they're going to tell you if you're not snapping your wrist. They're going to tell you if you're off balance. They're going to find those intricate details that can help elevate your game. Um, the ball is coming up, and I don't. Get, sometimes I don't get this detail. The ball is coming off of your wrong fingers and fingertips, and or they may say something like, "Hey, you're thumbing the ball. You're doing this. Your 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 base is too narrow. Your base is too wide." You know, just a lot. You're leaning back. It could be a number of different things, but they're going to give you that feedback that's going to help you with your skills. Um, the third thing is they're going to there's going to be a plan. There's going to be a plan, some type of plan. It's going to help you get from point A to point B to C to D to E, all the way down to wherever it is, whatever letter you're trying to get to. Um, they're going to help you with that. So when you get ready, when you're working with a trainer that's that's developing you and you're working on development, they're going to say, okay, these are your skills. This is what you need. This is what you need. These are the areas you need to improve. This is where you want to go. So this is what we're going to do to help get you to your destination. So they have a plan. And within that plan, that plan may be, hey, I need to get with you two days a week on an individual basis. Then I want you to come to these group workouts one day a week. If that's part of your plan, then that's, hey, that's great. Okay. But there's a plan for you. It's not just, hey, come to my group workouts or come do this and come do that. And you're just flying by night. It's, it's something specific for you to do. Okay. Uh, speaking of being specific, you have a specific goal or objective. What is your objective? What is your goal? What is it that you want to accomplish? That those trainers, those development coaches know what that is and they're helping you to reach that objective. So that plan that I was just referencing to, that's what that's for, is to help you reach your objective. And then there's progression. Within the training session, there's progression. So progression, going back to the to the example I used, progression would be baseline drive, baseline drift, pass. Okay, you rep that out. Middle drive, uh, you might go lift or you might have them stay, whatever it is that you want them to do. Let's say they lift. They drive middle, they lift. Okay? Progression on that would be, okay, now, my ball handlers, I want you to drive baseline or middle. I want my weak side shooter to make the right read. Okay? You got to make the right read. That's progression. And then progression could go from there to where it's two on O to two on two. Or it could go two on O to two on one, like a one on one, where the weak side shooter has a defender. He helps. He recovers, pass out, and then they play one-on-one. Or it could be a live two-on-two, okay? So just progression, all right? So those are the differences between a workout coach and development coach. One is not just 
better than the other. Uh, I have a preference. I feel like you should do more development and training than just the working out. So, and and let me let me clarify what I mean by that. I think if a player goes to a group workout where there are six, seven, eight, nine, ten kids, um, there will be progress. There will be improvement. Okay, they will get better. But again, it's not specific to that particular player. Um, I think it's going to take a little bit longer if you don't have some some training thrown in there. Now, I've had a player that only I have a couple of players that only come to my group training sessions. That's it. Um, and it's taking them longer to develop some of the skills uh, than some of my players that come to my individual one-on-one training. But those that's in my group training can develop some skills quicker than some players in my one-on-one training or some of my training sessions that way. So it just it it really just all depends on what you want as a player. Okay. So if you're a parent or if you're a a player and you're trying to decide what it is that you want, the first thing you have to do is you have to know what you're looking at. So if somebody say, hey, I got a great skill development guy, you have to be able to understand what it is that he's doing. Okay? He or she. If you go to watch them and you see that they have agility ladders and they're doing jump ropes and they're doing all this, that is a great workout. And and it may be a place for that for you. Okay? There's a place for that. I don't want y'all to think that there's no, there is a place for that. But you have to know what you're looking at. Okay? You have to know what you're looking at. Um, but then you may say, Hi, my son or my daughter, she don't need that. They don't need that. They, they need somebody that's going to really hone in on their skills and teach them the game. And that, and that doesn't mean it has to be in an individual session. It could be in a group setting, a small group setting, but you just have to know what you're looking for. You have to know what you're seeing. You have to know what it is that they're doing. So, um, you know, if, if you go to a, a, a coach and they've got four kids and they do their ball handling, their group ball handling, and they're doing their, you know, one-on-one ball handling, and, and the coach is stopping the line and telling them this and telling them that, and, then, you know, you're like, okay, well, man, they get a lot of instruction. The coach is teaching them a little intricate detail. He's training. He or she is training. But if you see them doing some of those same drills and they're just going fast and they're going quick up and down the court or, you know, they're doing ball hunting drills with um, uh, a Vertimax tied to them or they got a vest tied to them or parachute tied to them when they got a vest on, those those are more workouts. Not saying that you can't get better. You're going to get better. But there's just not a lot of instruction and, and, and attention to details per se. Okay, so my question is, should you participate in one over the other? Should you participate in one over the other? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. There's there is a place for both. And here's what I mean. In a perfect world. If if you can afford it financially or if you can have someone bless you and allow you to 
you know, not have to pay or anything like that. But in a perfect world, you would be able to get some one-on-one individual training, some small group training, and some workouts. That, to me, would be the perfect scenario. Me now, with that side note, I think it's best to try to get that from the same organization or the same coach versus two or three, four different coaches. Some people just going to wherever they can go. I don't necessarily agree with that. Not from a business standpoint, but just from a teaching standpoint. What I may say could be, could be different from what somebody else say. And now you have a player that goes to a goes to a coach and they hear one thing and then they come back to me and I say, well, man, you know, that's not totally true. Now that kid is conflicting, they're confused. Um, so I don't necessarily think you should bounce around from trainer to trainer. But in a perfect scenario, you could do one-on-one training one day a week, small group training, you know, maybe two days a week, and then get you a good, just just a good workout in, you know, one or two days. I mean, just you coming in, they got everything. You know, you jumping the hurdles, you developing your athletic ability. I mean, it's an hour and a half, two hours, where you just got to put in some work. And then at the end, you know, you do some three-on-three or some five-on-five, they ain't, they're not stopping you to, to give you instruction. You just you understand what you're getting into and what you're going to get before you get there. Hey, this is just a good workout. You're going to sweat. You're going to work hard. They're going to push you. This is just something for you to have. But we're going to get to teaching on these other nights. Um, I think that would be a perfect, perfect scenario. I, I, I just, you know, I think that would be a perfect scenario. But you have to know what you're getting. So I, I think you have to get a little bit of both. There's a place. There's a place for both of them. Um, you know, you can, you can be the one to do all the, just the workouts and not get a lot of training and miss out on some training. Or you can be the one to just get all of the, the training and development and not get any workouts. Um, but I do want you to understand the the really, really, really good coaches, they can train you and develop you and give you a good workout within that development. Okay. So if they can teach you, if they can instruct you, and you still leave like, man, that was whew, that was a good session. You know, they did, you know, that 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 takes some skill. It's not necessary, but, you know, that takes some skill. Um, But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's based on individual goals and objectives. So that is my take on the difference between skill development, workout coaches and skill skill development trainers that, that focus more on development. So if you were looking for me to give you just a straight answer... I'm not doing that, <laughs> but I think it's all based on the individuals, all based on the player and what your goals or objectives are. But I think the number one thing that you should be able to take away from this podcast, from this particular episode, is the difference between the two. You have to know the difference between the two. If you know the difference between the two, then that can help you when you're sitting down and you're talking about what your goal is and what your objective is. All right. 
All right, so that is it. Um, when this podcast is released, you know, I won't hear from y'all or y'all won't hear from me again until after the new year. So 2019 is coming to an end. Man, I can't believe it. It's about to be 2020. Man, it's about to be 2020. Okay. Um, so for all of you that's going out, y'all going to celebrate. Make sure y'all are safe. Um, before I let you go, let me tell y'all real quick about my uh, how you can contact me. If you have any questions about skill development, if you have any thoughts about anything I've talked about, if you want to have a conversation with me, um, I'm actually uh, on, t- on Tuesday, on tomorrow, I'm actually having a, a conference call with a, with a young guy. Um, we're supposed to talk some skill development. Skill development. So let me know. I I don't mind. I don't mind at all. You know, giving you some of my time and and talking skill development. So whether you have a question about getting into the business, whether you have a question about putting together a curriculum, if you have a question about anything that has to do with skill development, please feel free to reach out. You can contact me on my email. It's info at tjonesfirm. Dot com. That's info at tjonesfirm.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out my website, tjonesfirm.com. That's all the information about everything that I have and all the services that I offer. Um, also, my book is out. I released a book earlier this year, the Skill Development Playbook. Be sure to check it out, tjonesfirm.com forward slash SDP hyphen book. Um, when you go in there, you can see and, and read some of the quotes that I have from former college coaches, uh, USA basketball executives, uh, NBA coaches, former NBA coaches. So it's really a great book. It's 10 chapters. It's 80, 81 pages. It's not a drill book, but it does give you information on skill development and how to actually conduct and put things together um, for coaches and players. So great information for you to check out. Uh, you can check me out on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. My handle is at NBN B-Ball. That's at N-B-N B-Ball. Send me a direct message if you have a question about anything. Uh, Again, I don't mind talking. I don't mind reaching out. I don't mind, you know, sharing information. I've been doing this since 2001. You know, uh, June of next year will be 19 years. So I I don't mind sharing from what I've learned and my experiences. So, uh, be sure to check me out, uh, look me up, connect with me, reach out to me. Um, if you're on LinkedIn, look me up, TJ Jones, um, and I would be glad to connect with you. So next time I speak to y'all, it would be 2020. So y'all be safe. Don't go out partying too hard, uh, but y'all be safe. Take care of yourselves. And until next time, thank y'all. And God bless.